Back with episode number five of the podcast of Justin Potney. I'm Kimberly. Can you believe they let us go to number five? I can't believe it. We're almost at a half a dozen. <laughs> Yet here we go. Here we, we go. We keep on moving through. And you right? know, I, we're just uh, kind of talking this week. One of the big stories uh, for the last couple of weeks, actually, has been the story of Layla Fernandez. What an amazing person. 19 years old. And she just had her birthday yeah. on like September 6th. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know what I was doing at 19, it but it wasn't, wasn't this. That. No. It wasn't that. No, not at all. Made it all the way to the U.S. Open final. Yeah. And, you know, it's been a, a great thing to see all these Canadians in the last couple of years. It was like Bianca Andreescu. I mean, going all the way. Uh, she won it. But uh, the, the great performances that uh, these Canadian gals have had, and yeah. with Layla Fernandez in particular, it just seems like there's just that extra special personality that she has. She... People should, other athletes should study this girl. The maturity that she showed in her acceptance speech, like in her, like she lost, and she was just so graceful, um, acknowledging um, obviously 9 11, she acknowledged, but also Steve Nash and, and that association. I love that association, and I loved, you know, that that old school athletes can teach these new athletes something about PR and something about being mature and accepting things gracefully and just loving a sport. Well, and I think that's a big thing too in this day and age where I think a lot of times we, we confuse confidence with cockiness. Yes, yes. I'm getting tired of the cockiness, whether it's oh. NHL or NFL or uh, individual sports yeah. and stuff. Because what it comes off as to me is as people that are just not nice to cheer for. Well, and why do you need six security guards? Like, well. No, but still, like, some of these old school performers, even, like, artists... They don't have all that security, but like Kim K has like 80 <laughs> guard. Like, why does she need that? Because they're more controversial. They're, they do have that. It's more ego um, than and cockiness than you said than confidence itself. Well, I think there's something to be said for someone who just comes across as a nice person. Yeah, and that's absolutely. exactly what you get with Layla Fernandez. Yeah, and the other thing too is I think that's going to help her huge because uh, obviously being a pro athlete and being in an individual sport. These endorsement deals Ex- I was just are say. a massive part Absolutely. of their income. And in a lot of cases, it gets them more money than the actual sport Absolutely, does. yeah, for sure. So with Leila Fernandez, there's a couple of different things going. She speaks, is it three or four yes. languages? Yes, I just read that as well. Yeah. I mean, she could be big. On the English side, the French side, the Spanish side, yeah. everything. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so that's going to be huge for her as well. And she just seems like a nice, level-headed person. She reminds yes. me a little bit, although she's a little more outgoing, I think, than Penny Alexiak, the swimmer uh, who mm. saw massive success in yeah. Rio. Um, Layla's just got that special personality that makes people like her. She does. I like her. So uh, I do too. <laughs> and I'm really looking forward to seeing what happens from here on out because... Sometimes, you know, maybe the success was a shooting star and it fades away quickly. Right. Maybe it isn't. Right. Maybe this is the start of something huge. And again, we were talking about Bianca and Drescu. If we have these two gals continuing forward in their tennis careers. Yeah. I mean, especially on the ladies side, but you factor in, you know, uh, the uh, Alia Seams in the world on the men's side. 
we've got a really great tennis culture coming up in Canada, which we is do. kind of surprising because I never thought tennis <laughs> would be our next great That's sport. That's like a two-month sport. <laughs> yeah, but but it seems to be the case. Yeah, absolutely. So, I agree. So let's hope that that continues on. But it kind of got us thinking about sports yeah. and sports in the broader landscape of things. I wanted to ask you this. Okay. Your f- favorite Canadian sports memories. What are they, Kim? Okay, so... There's a few. Okay. Um, one being our whole class got to go to see the Edmonton Oilers. Nice. And this was back in 91. Ooh. And we were in the very last row touching the ceiling. Yeah. But we were so grateful to be there. And that was the very first game the Oilers played against San Jose. Oh, that would have been the time they came in. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That was their very first game. And I remember getting a pin from the... <laughs> <laughs> like, when pins were cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, some other times are just, it's not really that I was totally into sports. It's just that it was different. Um, a lot of the sports athletes came to you. So, you know, I sent you a message earlier about some posters that I got from the Terminator, Willie Plus. Yeah, Willie Plus, great football. Williams. Yeah. Like, honestly, they came to you. They came to the schools. They were out there everywhere. And I think they got people excited about sports. It wasn't necessarily the sport itself, but it was the athletes really working hard to get fans and to to do that kind of thing and it's always great to see when the oilers do it you know even the olympic athletes do it college athletes do it there seems to be a really great culture especially here in our area in alberta of these athletes getting out and seeing people which i hope continues on post pandemic it, it makes them so much more relatable it makes them you know like they're coming to us they're enjoying the game they're wondering how you enjoyed the game yeah. that's what it should be it absolutely should yeah. and i remember we're talking about gizmo yes <laughs> i don't know anybody who hadn't met gizmo of our age right <laughs> i met gizmo and i see this is the thing I remember it like it was yesterday. Yeah, absolutely. I remember he, him and Kavis Reed, who ended up being a coach, doesn't actually think is a, a coach with the Edmonton Wildcats now. He's, he's still in the area. Okay. But it was those two that came to the Mournville IGA. Yes, they and, did that circuit, and of course. for someone to come to the Mournville IGA and sign autographs yeah. for us little small town kids, yeah. that was a huge deal. Absolutely huge. And so I remember going, they had a hot dog lunch, and... I got both of them to sign a little football. Yeah. I remember Gizmo was halfway through eating a hot dog. He had a full mouth, and I came up and asked him, and he starts laughing just because he's got a full mouth, and he's trying (laughs) to sign this thing. But he was just – he wasn't a jerk. He came across as just the nicest human being. Absolutely. And then you hear of other people that say the exact same thing. Gizmo did this. He came to this event. He hosted this. And, you know, being a professional athlete, you also have that responsibility um, to get associated with different clubs, um, charities, things like that. Like, it's more than just the sport. You have to really, really dive into where you're living and what you want, what you want to perceive, like people to perceive Perceive you. you. Yeah. Yeah. That kind of thing. And so a lot of them are behind a lot of different causes that are amazing and they've kept doing that through the years right and uh, do a lot of things in various communities i know they came up to grand prairie when i was living there they'd go to fort yeah, mac, fort mac yeah. all that kind of stuff i know what the oilers have done and i'm sure they do others as well uh, but they've done a lot with inner city youth which is really important as mm-hmm. well and uh, you see uh, connor mcdavid or ryan Nugent hopkins or any of the players uh, out having lunch with these inner city kids 
That goes a long way, and you Absolutely. create a lifetime fan. Absolutely. Well, look at... We're still talking about Gizmo. We're still talking about Gizmo. <laughs> <laughs> I still have my autographed poster. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, Canadian sport memories for me, there's a couple that come to mind. First big one I remember was the Blue Jays winning their second mm. World Series. The one with Joe Carter hitting the home run. Mm. Now, I remember I was just starting T-ball, I believe, at this time, so... Loved sports from the get-go, but I was actually starting to play it. So this was a a big thing. I played it the the past summer. My dad would watch every single Blue Jays game with me. We loved Roberto Alomar. Oh, yeah. So we we loved when he would play, and he was just so good at shortstop. And then, or was it second base? I can't remember. I'm not. It might have been both. Yeah. Uh, But I remember for the last game of the World Series, my dad had the flu. And so he was upstairs. And we were huddled around a little TV in the basement, <laughs> myself, my brother, and my mom. And I was just into it. I, I, was, I was locked on this. Joe Carter hits the game-winning home run, and I start screaming. And mom's smiling, and like she's trying to get me to calm down because dad's sleeping. Dad's got the flu. Dad's sleeping. Yeah. Couldn't I hold couldn't it. hold it. I don't think he ended up waking up, but uh, if he did, he didn't give me hell for it. But uh, we did uh, enjoy that. That was a huge one. And I got to admit, one of my favorite times, and I experienced this all on my own, too, because I was living on my own out in BC in that little town, um, is the 2020 Games. The, the Winter Olympics from Vancouver. Oh, yeah. Now, it was in the province of BC. I was in the province yeah. very far away from Vancouver at the time. But seeing all those personalities come through, John Montgomery, you had uh, the uh, the women's hockey team. You had all these person. Myel Ricker, I remember her winning a gold medal. You had all those gold medals come through. Yeah. You learn more and more about the athletes. And then, of course, it gets capped off on that final night with the Canadians finally <laughs> winning that gold medal with Sidney Crosby in yes, overtime. Yes, in the hockey, yes. Ugh, I yeah. mean, it, it was a, a great time. It was, yeah, for sure. Another time that I was was big for me as an Oilers fan was mm-hmm. the 06 Cup run. Mm. And this was an interesting time because this was right after high school. We were 18 we could go to all these establishments, and I'll tell you, we were on White Ave. I bet you were. Must have been three nights a week, but there was such an atmosphere there. There was. You know, oh. and, and we had season tickets, um, so we sat right behind McTavish. Okay, um, yeah. And that's not a bad view, ladies. Um, but the it was so intense, that whole run. Um, it was just phenomenal to watch it from a different angle. Like, we've sat in so many different seats um, in Rexall yeah. at the time that you're, every time you go there, you're, you're just taking in the game differently. Yes. Which is amazing. So, you know, as a fan going out on White Ave and taking that in and just – yeah, it's just the excitement. Like, that was a crazy time to be an Oilers fan. It really was. And I think I think back on those times, especially that time, it felt like the whole city was doing everything together. Yeah. They, were, they were galvanized in this one moment. We were all moving forward. And it was the same way during the Vancouver Games, too, is the, the yeah. whole country kind of came together, and we, we all cheered for something together. And mm-hmm. given this day and age, I hope that we eventually get to that <laughs> at some point. It, yeah. God, it sure doesn't seem like we will. Yeah. Um, because everything has become politicized now. Everything, there's two sides to every coin. And yeah. you got to hate the other side for whatever reason. 
I'll tell you, that was one of the times that uh, I, I just absolutely loved because we were all pulling in the same direction and pulling for the same result. Yeah. And I hope that that happens one more time. Yeah. And it's nice too, like um, just having kids and, and growing up with them and sharing with them some yeah. of these sports memories. The passion for it. Right. Like the NBA final. Um, me and my son would watch that all for the last month there yeah. and we watched the final together and he was so excited and it was so excited because he felt like he was part of it you know like he had his little shirt on and we yes. were cheering and screaming and and you know or same with the Oilers you go to Cobb's Breads you get the little donuts yeah, and, yeah. and you know you get your Oiler head on and, yeah. and your jerseys and you just make it fun and, and make it like Memories, like you said. That's right. And I think there's there's a real value in being part of something bigger than yourself. Yes. And in such a selfish society, man, does that ever feel good when you're part of that. Yeah. And just everyone's so carefree. Um, you can say hi to someone without them, like, glaring at you. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, maybe there'll be one of those events in the near future that kind of bring us back together post-COVID and post-everything else yeah. that's going on. Uh, sports memories from your past. Did you, did you play many sports uh, growing up, Kim? I did. I was mostly in track. Okay. I had long legs, so I was put into everything, um, high jump, hurdles, yep. uh, relay, that kind of stuff. So I do have a lot of track and field memories and then basketball as well. Gotcha. So what are some of your favorites from the sports that you played? Is there anything um, that comes to mind, a tournament, a win? Um, we always did a, like a, a track meet in Camrose, even though um, I wasn't living there at the time. But we, all the schools would gather in Camrose and we'd have a huge track meet yep. at, in, at their facility. And that was always fun because it was like a whole day. And by the end of the day, you're exhausted Um and you're red as a lobster. <laughs> yeah. But it was just so much fun, and I remember that. And then I also remember, like, cross-country running, where we'd go into the River Valley, they'd bus us there, and it was almost like survival, like a game of survival, yeah. <laughs> where, where they just leave us. And then we, we'd run how many kilometers, and then that would be it, right? For sure. Yeah, so yeah. I don't know. For me, sports was such a massive part of my life growing up, whether it be youth sports, I did baseball and did. I love baseball as well and I tried yeah. to get Olivia in it this year and she yeah. did great and I'm like you know I didn't do it because I wanted her to do it I did it because I wanted to do yeah feel for sure part of it again too. yeah yeah and then I got extra special we did we, there used to be something called junior development basketball in my hometown so oh, okay. they'd have the high school kids come and coach and come and referee younger kids and it would create that I don't know, that great ecosystem, because then when the high school kids would play, you'd have 50, 60, 70 kids come to all these high school games with their parents to cheer everybody else on. That's so it was awesome. like it all fed off of each other. Yeah. And, and you don't see that too much anymore, unfortunately. But, you know, of course, come you know grade seven and into high school, school sports are a big thing with me, basketball and volleyball being yeah. one and two on those two. And I'll tell you some of the greatest memories of my youth. We're, we're doing that because you did it all with your friends. Yeah, it was, absolutely. It was all, the, you know, the kids that you grew up with. We played every sport together and we're still yeah. friends today. Yeah. And, you know, like my kids are, are, are younger. So in terms of intramurals and stuff, I don't see that as much no. um, as I did back in the day, I guess, or yeah. back when I was in school. And that is very important. And even the fact that you say, like, you're, you're building that confidence in them in these kids at a younger age and they feel like they can be part of it. Right. I feel like sometimes sports is quite intimidating. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, inviting them to do these youth leader and leadership, yeah. whatever it is, I yep. think that's a great idea. Absolutely. And I think what, what happens too is you find that with a lot of kids, once, 
once they are put into that situation, they can thrive if you just mm. put them in the right situation. I can tell you that there is uh, some people that we grew up with that you wouldn't think were athletes at all. And then right. you get them on the curling ice. And they're better than anybody else in our school. Right. You get them on the badminton court. They're fantastic. Every kid has that thing. Yes. It's just about giving Finding. them the opportunity yeah. to do it. Yeah, absolutely. So here's hoping that uh, we can continue on with that and, and have, uh, have kids find those opportunities. Now, favorite athletes. Uh, it could be uh, an athlete Uh-oh. that was a professional. It could be an athlete that you met. Who, who do you look back on? Uh, even today. Could be one today, Man. Kim. I think Gretzky's always a good one um, around to run here into. for sure. Yeah, I do find like he's so approachable. Again, not a ton of security. You know, he's sitting there at the casino and everybody's <laughs> yeah. going up to him and and yeah. just I don't know. There, there's just something about that greatness that attracts people to him, but it's not necessarily the crazy people. I don't, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. I know growing up for me, like it was definitely Michael Jordan. Oh yeah, and I we would watch every game, my dad and I, and and get all these Bulls uh, collectibles. And every time we saw a Bulls thing, we'd we'd get it. And um, so that's a big one. And it kind of it's interesting now looking back on it. To, the Last Dance was a Netflix series, an eight part yes. Netflix series on uh, the career of Michael Jordan, the life and career. Yeah. I learned so much and some things so it kind of like ruined my childhood a little bit, but some <laughs> things also kind of reinforced my, the fact of why I liked him so, so much is because he did not ever want to finish second. He mm-hmm. always wanted to finish first, always wanted to, to uh, excel to the highest of his abilities, and he definitely did. Yeah. So... That's our two cents on athletics for this week. We just kind of uh, thought so two much. Cents. Well, yeah, more than a cent, a couple of bucks. Right. We just thought so much of Layla Fernandez's performance that yeah. Uh, Amazing. we hope. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, we're seeing these Canadians kind of pop up in, in different avenues, which w- w- traditionally haven't been Canadian strongholds like tennis or even, you know, beach volleyball has been one recently or, uh, you know, women's soccer has really come a long way over the last 10, 15 years. And I think, too, with COVID, like not having these huge sports and the huge attendance, it's allowed some of these other sports to come in there. Yeah. You know, it is so great to read the, the sports chase again. Yeah. Like, absolutely. Like, and to see these new, it's not new sports, but just ones that we haven't read before. And they're getting a little bit more more notoriety. Yeah. Uh, one that, another example is Kelsey Mitchell from Sherwood yeah, Park. Absolutely. Everybody was watching that final bike yeah. race. How many people watch bike races through the year? Never. Not very many, but no. <laughs> I can tell you how many people the next week were talking about, man, yeah. that's exciting. Yeah. That's, that's, that's high risk. There's a lot of speed there. Yeah. So now more and more people are interested in it. And I'll guarantee you whenever these things happen, uh, whether it be Layla Fernandez or Kelsey Mitchell, uh, even, you know, luge and, and bobsled mm. and those kind of things, it leads some kids to these lesser known sports yeah. and really opens their eyes to what's possible. So just a win, a personal accomplishment like Layla Fernandez had or Kelsey Mitchell, they probably don't understand it now or even the Toronto Raptors basketball win. Yeah. When they won the championship, that will have a massive impact in, let's yeah. say, 15 to 20 years when all these sure. kids grow up to be athletes, too. Absolutely. So, Kim, before we run out, I want to yes. know, what is your one good thing this week? Oh, you know, I didn't think ahead on this. So. <laughs> I think my one good thing is finally I have one week 
until I can drink a pumpkin spice latte without getting shamed. Without getting shamed? What do you mean? <laughs> People think I'm weak because I bought one when they first came out. Oh, but I that see. That was just because I'm on the radio. <laughs> I just had to share the picture. Well, I'm never going to have a pumpkin spice latte, so you can have an extra one for me. Perfect. My one good thing is the story of Bob Mitchell in Lamont. He has been on the Lamont Fire Department for 70 Oh my gosh. Years. Yes, I know. My goodness. There's a guy in Mournville. I think he was on for 45, 50, maybe even more than that. His name was Bud Rockwell. And I okay. think he's actually still on it, so he's still going. But uh, That's amazing. These long-standing guys, like serving your community for that many years... Really incredible stuff. So uh, on the Lamont side of things, uh, congratulations to, to Bob Mitchell. They just renamed the fire hall out there, yes. the Robert A. Mitchell Fire Hall. And if there's anyone who's deserving, an 89-year-old man who spent <laughs> 70 years of his life to one community group. Yeah. He sure deserves it. And he still it. looked great in the picture. Look sure did. Go. Absolutely. It, it, he looks spiffy in, that, uh, in the dress uniform. Yeah. So, Bob, congratulations if you're listening, and uh, that about wraps things up for this week. We really appreciate you stopping by and hanging out for this week. I'm Justin Potnier. I'm Kimberly. And we'll talk to you next week.